Welcome to Excel Roundup. This is Deborah Dalgleish from Contextures.com. This is the Excel Roundup for April 6th, 2015. This week I've found articles on building a table of contents in a workbook, how you can customize the right-click menu, how to pick a random number in Excel, and many more tips. The first article that I'll talk about this week was on my Excel blog, and it was a technique shared by Alex J. He got tired of going up and down from the ribbon to use his favorite commands, so he figured out a way to add menu items on the right-click menu. So now if he's doing some filtering, he just right-clicks, and there's a command there to clear the filter, and another one to filter by the selected item in the list. On my blog, there's a link where you can download the sample file and either just use the code that Alex J wrote or he explains how he found the command numbers and you could customize it for your own favorite commands. In another article, I found one about using Goal Seek. Uh, Winston Snyder wrote that one. He shows how to use Goal Seek manually. So if you're trying to reach a target number, what other items can you tweak to get to the target that you want to reach? He also shows how you can use it in VBA. Another way we can use Excel is by selecting a random number by using the rand function. So if you've got a column with numbers 1 to 100 or any series of numbers, in the next column you can use equal rand and then open and close brackets copy that all the way down the column and then sort on that rand column. When you sort, the number that comes up to the top or the name of the person in the list at the top is the winner based on that random draw. Matthew Eaton wrote a few weeks ago about how he uses Pareto charts to keep track of his writing and help improve his habits. So he's had a good response to that first article and he's done an update so you might want to take a look at that. Chris Newman in his blog wrote about creating a table of contents with a macro so it just lists all the sheets and there's a link to each sheet name. You can download his sample file that has a macro that will even split a long list of sheets into two separate columns so that it's easier to use. If you create charts there's an interesting article from Anne Emery. She has helped a colleague of hers overhaul a chart and created six alternatives. The original was a 3D clustered column chart, which looked pretty bad, so she'd like to know which of the alternatives you like the best. And one other article was by David Ringstrom, and he lists the seven characters that you can't use if you're naming a tab in a workbook. So maybe you've run into those on your own, but there are some things you just can't use in that name. And one that is allowed that I always avoid is an apostrophe. I've had problems using those in the past when I'm trying to refer to sheets in a formula, and those extra apostrophes can cause problems. So take a look at his article to see the ones that you really can't use, and just remember that there are some that even if you can use them, it's probably best if you don't. So this was the Excel Roundup for April 6th, 2015. 
Thank you for listening to Excel Roundup. This is Deborah Dalglish from Contextures.com. To get the links from today's roundup, please visit www.contextures.com slash podcasts.